0: Hello, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. Let's get our housekeeping things out of the way before we start on some Christmas projects. Yes, it is mid-October. Um, actually, it will be the maybe the fourth week of October when this comes out. And um, just getting a head start on some of these that are getting ready to go up at my... Um, both of my stores, actually Language Arts Lady store, as well as my Teachers Pay Teachers store. So I'm just gonna get a head start on these and get going on some of these great Christmas projects that I have for all levels, literally from second grade through 12th grade. So here we go again, you have in front of you, if you are watching on the screen, the teacher's notebook. It is a weekly downloadable packet that is, I don't know, 15 to 30 pages, depending on what it contains that week. This week, it has a a most of a two week project enough that you can use it. That's what I always try to go for is to be sure that you have enough in this to actually utilize it. um, Even if you don't have you know, every single lesson that I might teach like similes and metaphors and all of those things within it. But definitely the basic project is here. You can see that. And then um, at the end, It has how you can get free products and um, so on and so forth. So you get this teacher's notebook with every episode. You can go to, see if I can get back to that slide. You can go to um, uh, languageartsladyblog.com forward slash teachers notebook and get all 33 of them so far. And you can also go and get them each week uh, along with the description, the teacher's notebook, the video, the audio, and everything at the blog, blog.com forward slash how I teach. So you have two ways to consume how I teach. One is to watch it on video, uh, which I'm getting ready to go into my PowerPoint presentation, which has the teacher's notebook sheets in the PowerPoint. So you will have everything in front of you. If you are watching, you can watch it at YouTube. You can watch it at the Language Arts Lady blog. You could also listen to it At your favorite podcast provider, um, such as iTunes, for example, but you won't have the visual component. So uh, I recommend that if you're going to listen to it, that you grab your teacher's notebook episode sheets and have those in front of you, print them off. Um, My hope is that all listeners will eventually have a binder with all episodes, all lessons of how I teach that I uh, produce each week And you will just be able to grab those things whenever you want them for your classroom or just for you to learn as well. So um, definitely if you are listening, have some kind of visual component to it if you can. All right, so without further ado, let's go into um, P for PowerPoint. Here we go. All right, I am Donna Reich, your hostess and your teacher for How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. This is episode number 33. And this is elementary and middle school writing with a question and answer outline. I'm going to be doing a few Christmas episodes. They won't all be Christmas between now and December 25th uh, from like for eight weeks. They won't all be Christmas from the end of October to the end of December, but I will periodically sprinkle some in uh, if for no other reason to give you some ideas even if you don't use the teacher's notebook or even if you don't go buy the whole book or the whole product that you will be able to um, utilize uh, the ideas that I have within here and some of the strategies that I teach. So this particular episode came from Christmas 2, which is a two-week project called Christmas Decorations, Question and Answer. Uh, it is important to note that from here on out or actually just eventually all of the Write for a Month books will be it, it, their, at their entirety at Language Arts Lady Store. That's a each one is a one month book. So this would be Christmas Friends Volume Two. I mean Level Two, and it would have four weeks of projects in it. And then the individual projects, one week project, two week project, projects, The all of those that are within those right for a month will be available as uh, downloadable individual uh, projects. So if you just want a week's worth of stuff or two weeks worth of stuff, head on over to my teachers pay teacher store, Language Arts Lady. If you want the entire uh, four or five week book, right for a month with uh, four, three, four um, projects within it, then you want to head over to Language Arts Lady store. So anyway, a couple places that you can find these materials. All right, so I'm going to start like I always do with the overview box the overview box is a box that tells a student as well as a teacher and even the parents what is expected for that episode for that project episode. Yes. Okay. Yes. I have uh, podcasting on the brain here. What is a, what is expected over the whole, the course of the whole project. You can see up here that this says that this is a two week project. And so uh, that means that Uh, If you do all the elements to it that are in the book that it will take two weeks to cover it, and this is level two, which means that it is fourth fifth and sixth grade I'm going to give you some tips for second and third graders as well as some tips for those junior high students as well, when it comes to a question and answer type of situation in writing so. Let's go. Here we go. So this is the overview that tells what the whole thing is. So usually I go over this. I call this my expectation explanation. You've probably heard me talk about this in previous episodes. Really big on giving students expectations. What is expected of them? What will they be doing? Everybody wants to know what is expected of them in every scenario, and children are no different. So I like to tell them what's going to be expected. So I'm just going to go down this overview box and tell you what I would tell them. I would tell them that you're going to do um, a research type of project, but instead of me giving you the whole source, all the paragraphs for it, or instead of you um, finding a source, I'm going to give you material to answer questions from, and then you will write from your question outline. And this is obviously an excellent, project for main idea, for details, for in some cases cause and effect, um, for um, obviously if they want to put more information for inference. Um, so all levels of comprehension, reading comprehension skills are involved, but then turning those answers into their own writing is really what this uh, the final goal is of a Q&A outline. Uh, So, Roman numeral one, I always tell them, look here, guys, go to Roman numeral one. You'll be writing an informative report about a Christmas decoration. So they can highlight Christmas decoration if they want. Roman numeral two, uh, basic students will do two paragraphs for the body. Extension students will do three paragraphs for the body. And this, again, all of the Write for a Month and the individual projects at Teachers Pay Teachers, all of those books and meaningful composition and character quality language arts, All of my materials are multi-level. Character quality language arts has basic extension and further extension because sometimes they cover three grade levels and um, meaningful composition and write for a month and individual projects all have two levels. So this is helpful because we have fewer expectations for students who are um, younger or not as experienced in writing. So you might have a um, fourth and fifth grader who is not as experienced in writing, but is ready for maybe more mature content. So in that way, you can put that, uh, say, fifth grader writing hesitant kind of student in this Roman numeral two, um, in this level two, fourth and fifth grade, but just have the expectations be for two paragraphs rather than for three. All right, back up again go back that way, Roman numeral 3 tells them how many uh, sentences are expected in each paragraph. So um, I was trying to make a project uh, a little bit more advanced for for two students who are ready for more uh, advanced writing in a CQLA, Character Quad Language Arts lesson the other day. I teach 60 students live and then have online as well, but I teach 60 students each week live in my uh, mostly uh, character, body language arts. And I was trying to tell him, you know, that everybody here is writing about the French Revolution. I gave them the source, they took notes on it, they were writing from it. And the end of the last paragraph, uh, it revealed um, Napoleon Bonaparte as um, a leader during that time. And so I told these two students that I wanted them to write, a biography of Napoleon Bonaparte for a continuing paragraph, and I wrote it on the board and everything, but every time I said that I wanted six to eight sentences, I kept saying that I wanted six to eight paragraphs about Napoleon Bonaparte, and these kids are, you know, the fourth and fifth grade level, so I was telling them, you know, you're going to write your three paragraphs about the French Revolution, then you're going to write six to eight paragraphs about Napoleon Bonaparte, and this one boy, he was just like, he was getting flush, and he was just writing down everything I said. And he was like, six to eight paragraphs about Napoleon Bonaparte. And I was like, oh, I meant six to eight sentences. And he was like, oh, he just sat back in his chair, such a big sigh of relief. So, anyway, just um, yeah, you can make things multi level, but maybe not quite that multi level, right? So, at this uh, stage here, basic students write four to six sentences in each paragraph, and extension students will write five to seven sentences per paragraph. Sometime I'm going to go over the whole concept of, you know, um, that words make sentences, sentences make paragraphs, paragraphs make reports, essays, um, and stories. And then, of course, those make books eventually, Um, because uh, this is why I count paragraphs. So there's a real reason why we count paragraphs because they are units of thought. So I always want students to think in terms of units of thought. I never tell students you're gonna write hundred words. Never tell students you're gonna write 500 words. I never give a word count. I always give a paragraph and a sentence count because sentences make up paragraphs and paragraphs are units of thought. Writing is thinking, it's not just words. And so putting words together in sentences and then putting those sentences together in paragraphs is uh, really the... the uh, You know, the protocol we want them to follow. And so we want them to think in terms of how many paragraphs they're going to do. They're going to do two paragraphs. They're going to do three paragraphs. And each paragraph is a unit of thought. All right. So nobody's going to do an opening paragraph this time. Nobody is going to do a closing paragraph. Now, uh, thinking in terms of how to make it more multi level. If you wanted to use this project, sixth, seventh, eighth grade students, you could definitely do that. You would have them do three paragraphs for the body and you'll see the notes that they're going to take and stuff like that. They're not babyish by uh, their um, historical information about Christmas decorations. So they're not babyish. So it would easily uh, translate into a sixth, seventh, eighth grade project. But here you would do three paragraphs for the body. You would have them do, you know, six to eight, six to ten sentences in each paragraph, where it says extensions there. And then you would have them add an opening paragraph and a closing paragraph. And so that would make them a full five paragraph paper with eight to ten or six to ten sentences in each paragraph. So that would be a great project for junior high. Now, thinking in terms of uh, younger elementary kids, there are a few ways you can do this. If you wanted to use this with second graders and third graders, and they have reached reading fluency, they can read really well, they can comprehend really well, and you know they can read the words that are in the passages, but not just word call the these passages here that they're going to be taking notes from, that they're going to be answering questions from. You you know they want they have to be able to read Christmas decoration, numerous Germany artificial garlands. Um, Uh, electric LED incandescent. Um, And and you may have to tell them that that word is incandescent, but it shouldn't be such that they are stumbling over the words that they're going to be taking questions and answers from. And it shouldn't be something that they cannot comprehend well, because writing is comprehension, (laughs) writing is thinking, right? Okay, so that is a way that you can make it younger, you could have them do one paragraph, have them choose one, of the uh, Christmas decorations. And then, you know, if needed, help them with the question and answer part of it, which is basically if you look at this and you see the passages that are in here, there are five different choices. You see those five passages, then you would um, and uh, you see the questions that they're supposed to answer about each paragraph. You can see kind of, Is my second grader, is my third grader able to read, comprehend and answer questions at that level? So then you would kind of put on your reading teacher hat, your uh, comprehension level there to decide whether you could take this down to second and third grade students. So anyway, let's move on. That is, um, yeah, not right an opening, not right a closing. Okay, and again, this is for the whole two weeks. So always tell kids, these are not your assignments. This is the big, picture of what we're going to be doing for two weeks it'll actually be three by the time they turn in their checklist challenge it goes out to a grader it is graded um, and edited i grade and edit on top of the editor the outside editors uh, edits and grading and then it comes back to them and they they do a final so my kids know that a two-week project really means it'll be three by the time it comes back to them and they do a final so uh you know I remind them there's no reason to freak out this is not your assignment these are this is an overview that tells you what you're going to be doing all right so the first thing that they do is read about the Christmas decorations so they can read all five Christmas decoration one tree two lights three wreaths four stockings five nativity so they can write they can read all of those and then choose the two if they're basic the three if they're extension, maybe more if you want to do junior high, uh, maybe just adding an opening and a closing, um, so whatever you decide to do that with that. All right, so then it talks about how notes can become sentences. Uh, uses an example of a note that might be left for uh, that their dad might leave for their mom D, call back after 5-2, Sarah, at this number, about shower. And he could have written all of this down. And this is a, an important thing for students to note in choosing the most important things to put in notes. The, the dad, a person with the notes, has to be able to take these notes and write a sentence about them. So that tells students that you need the most important components of the sentence in order to do that, in order to be able to write this sentence from it. Alright, so they are going to write down notes and answer the questions listed below about the paragraphs. Again, basic will do two, extensions will do three, and they will look back in the paragraph for the answers. This is not a, um, a test, so we're not testing their um, memory of the content. You know, there are obviously different levels of comprehension or different types of comprehension. And one is with the material right beside you where you're looking for the answers and you're, you know, seeing that you can find main idea, you can find details, you can use clues, you can use context, uh, you know, that type of thing. Or, you know, in some cases, you might have a test or a quiz where the material is put away. This is not that. They will have the content right beside them while they answer these questions. All right, so the the cool thing about these is that the questions are um, all the same and the passages are what we kind of call pattern paragraphs in my books. So that means that it tells where the tradition came from, when the tradition, what it is, where it came from. I mean, sorry, what it is. I'm back here on decoration one and two. So what it is, Christmas to Christmas lights, when it was, 16th century, 18th century, um, what it was, uh, today the trees can be real artificial, details about it um, that can be answered kind of generically. So here are the questions. A, number one, what is the name of the decoration? What is the type of decoration? So they can highlight or circle one there, main Christmas, decoration related to the tree, decoration used for occasions besides Christmas, crucial decoration for Santa, one of the oldest decorations. Then years and or countries it was developed in. So they all have something about those, that information that they can pull from the paragraph. What is interesting about the de- this decoration or what is it known for? Another interesting fact about this decoration and notes from the last line of the paragraph, if not already used. So they'll do this for their first paragraph. They'll do this for their second paragraph. And if they are extensions, they will do it for a third paragraph. And so I, I think that the, the patternness of the paragraphs, which I teach that as a writing technique separately, like a patterned opening paragraph or a patterned closing paragraph, um, where you have all the same information all the way through. Maybe you are doing a three-paragraph body about three presidents, and you have all the exact same information about each of the three in the exact same order in your paper. That's called a pattern paragraph. We're following a pattern to do that, and I will have some materials coming out with that very soon. And that is in meaningful composition right now. So yeah, the. I will interrupt this broadcast to say that we've been having some problems with our samples of meaningful composition and character quality language arts at the Character Ink store. And my assistant has been working on that. And hopefully as of last night when one was still not working right, she fixed it. Um, Hopefully we have that problem solved. So if you had tried to look at the samples for meaningful composition, which there's a table of contents for each book, and then there um, are two complete lessons for each book. Um, not just pieces and not just um, like what you see in a preview where you just see a few pages here and there. It's actually two complete lessons for each book. So uh, you should be able to get to those samples now. So anyway, the pattern paragraphs are in um, meaningful composition already as well, but they're coming soon as individual products at Teachers Pay Teachers. All right, so then we are going to write sentences from notes, all right? So they're going to pull their answers out Um, from those question and answer pages and they're going to read the first question and their short answer. Then use the question and your answer to create a sentence and write the sentence that you created on the lines provided. All right so that is for two paragraphs or three paragraphs for the body. Now it's at this point after they write their three paragraphs uh, because you can see it says continue this for all of the sentences in your paragraph and then it says uh, repeat the steps for your assigned paragraphs, the number that you're assigned. So they'll do that for all, uh, both uh, both sentences as their basic, or all three if they are extensions. Then there is just a mini checklist challenge lesson. These are found a lot in meaningful composition two and three two one two two three one three two for semester second semester of second grade and third grade. They're also found a lot in the level one and level two right for month books. So this has. Uh, a teaching on redundancy and then it has a similar synonym or similar word box. Now at this level, this is given for the students, but in upper levels, uh, students, especially in story writing, have to complete a synonym or similar word box for five words that may be uh, uh, given often in their paper or in their story and they may have to find five synonyms or similar words, you know, if the story is about a bear for the word bear, for example, so that they they would look that up in a thesaurus or online um, uh, site, and then they would list that themselves. Now this time it is given for them. And these are words that they can use in place of decoration. And this is a word that they're going to use often in their paper. They're gonna say, you know, the, the first decoration that I enjoy is the Christmas tree. The second decoration that my family puts up together every year is the nativity, right? So they're going to be using the word decoration over and over and over again. So this synonym or similar word box will help them that they can use an ornament, adornment, a flourish, a garnish, a trimming, an elaboration, a frill, an embellishment. They can use one of those in place of the word decoration to reduce their redundancy. Redundancy is one of the tasks in the checklist challenge. You can see how it falls here. Um, in the teaching of it, but we'll see in just a second in the complete checklist challenge as well. It is something that is at every level um, in every book that I have, which has a checklist challenge, which is 95% of all projects have a checklist challenge to them. There are a couple of point of view stories or descriptions or something like that, that do not have checklist challenges, but 95, 96, 98% of every writing project in all of my products has the checklist challenge. And this redundancy is in every one of those. All right. So then we, they will come out back after they have done that. Again, if you're doing junior high, then you would add an opening or a closing here. Um, I do have opening and closing types taught throughout my books. Um, I would, uh, at this level, probably if you're trying to get a sixth, seventh or eighth grader to add an opening or a closing, I would, um, have them do something like, uh, a song for an opening and a, Uh, or closing so they could you know oh, Christmas tree or something deck the halls or something like that and elaborate on that that could be an opening or closing Um, I would have them do a definition so a definition paragraph could be where they they define the word decoration and then they would use synonyms and antonyms and and sentence and words about and sentences that tell what a decoration means specifically what a Christmas decoration means and so forth, so there are some a lot of uh, great ways I always give my kids. Um, there's always a list of ideas for an opening or a closing and all of the products projects that have openings and closings assigned to them. Uh, this one doesn't have openings and closings, but if you want to make it for junior high, you can assign it but. Uh, there's always a list of suggestions. And I always, always give suggestions. I would say, remember how we did the definition paragraph? You could define something. Remember how we learned how to do the quote paragraph? You could use a quote. You could use a song, a story, a rhyme. I always give them very specific, actually, um, ideas. Like I was just talking about before, for those kids who you know, did the three paragraphs on the French Revolution, I asked them to specifically write a biographical paragraph And that's another paragraph, opening and closing paragraph type that I teach. And uh, so that was a very specific type. I don't always tell them what one to do, um, but they are new students. And so I wanted to give them the exact one to do for that. But I will give them a list of maybe six or seven or eight ideas that they could use, statistics, stories, you know, just so many different opening and closing types that they could use. All right, so I'm going to spend a few minutes, not long, because I don't want to go over too much this week, like I have been, um, on the checklist challenge. This is what the checklist challenge looks like. Uh, let me grab the numbers of the lessons that are on the checklist challenge. That is um, episode number nine has uh, how to do the checklist challenge, and that particular episode has a Pinned in color coded checklist challenge for you to see and use with your students. So that is a really, uh, really, really good one because that explains the checklist challenge very thoroughly. And then it has a um, color coding the checklist challenge for third grade on, and that is a lower level checklist challenge. And that is um, episodes 17 and 18. So that is, that would, be really extensive and how to color code the student's checklist challenge. I also have a video at YouTube um, called how to grade the checklist challenge. So um, I forgot all about that. So I'll be sending that out in an email soon. Okay. So here are, here's what an entire checklist challenge looks like. And this, these are the levels. All is everybody. B is basic only. E is extension only. And Optional or OPT is optional. So your teacher will decide whether you will be doing that task. Okay, remember from previous checklist challenge references that we have a box on the repeating tasks for every paragraph. So basic students wrote two, extension students wrote three paragraphs. So it's basic students have two paragraphs, extension students, all, all E, they have three boxes for the three paragraphs that they have written. All right, now this is only true for repeating things, obviously, they don't have three titles or they don't have three thesis statements, but this is true for repeating things. Um, They are supposed to code, Um, my students have to code extensively in order to get an A. Um, And, you know, I I guess in a home situation, if you only have one or two kids using this, you know, you can go searching for all their checklist challenge uh, editions that they pinned in, but, and for us, that would be just untenable. We could not do that with 60 papers uh, where they do not code the things for us. So they code them by doing the same thing to the box as they do to the paper. So again, I really recommend episode number nine for that um, episode nine, 17 and 18, episodes nine, 17 and 18 for more on the coding. All right, so that's, they're gonna read and listen for errors. The next one, they're going to circle each verb with a light colored highlighter. These are the types they will um, search for. Uh, Just a reminder of, you know, that two plus a verb is a verb, that being helping and linking verbs are also verbs, and then of course, action verbs. All right, then um, they are going to my timer, I'm almost out, all right, so they're going to circle those, and the reason I have them circle all of their verbs, and all of their paragraphs that they can find, um, is because if they highlight them, there's just way too much coding going on, so I have students circle them in yellow in their paper, and then they circle the boxes in yellow, right, then they're going to change one boring verb to a strong verb in each sentence, in each paragraph, I mean, and they're going to code it, so if they add, uh, add a a verb to paragraph one, and they highlight it in blue, they're going to highlight this in blue. They add a verb to paragraph two, or they change a verb in paragraph two, highlight it in blue, they're going to highlight the box in blue. Then, If they're extensions, and they put a new verb in paragraph three, they're going to highlight it in blue and highlight this in blue. So my mantra that I say nonstop is whatever you do to your paper, you do to your chart. I must say that, especially right now at the beginning of the school year, for the first three or four months, I must say that 20 times a week. <laughs> Maybe not quite that many feels like it. All right. So here we are with some adverbs. Again, those circled verbs are going to come in handy when they need to add an adverb because that would be the most common at this level, especially the type of adverb that they would add. Uh, three adjectives. They're going to get rid of some of these banned words. These are words that are used too often, that are overused and that they want to get stronger words in place of. Again, if they don't have any, they just put check marks in the box to show the reader, the grader that they look for them. Um, but if they do add a change of band word, they're gonna code it. Whatever you do in your paper, you do to your boxes, right? They're gonna put one title only. So there are some ideas for titles. I uh, have titles in as many checklist challenges as I can. Uh, but definitely all the books that I've written in the last five years have all of the title suggestions. I'm, I'm thinking that we're probably at 75% that have title suggestions. They all have ideas, get something catchy, get something comical, get something bold, use a song title or a song line, something informative, something about character or virtue, something else. Um, but I like to put ideas in anytime I can. And I tell them, you know, if you can't think of a title, you can use one of mine, right? And then they're going to code it. Uh, code the box, code the paper. All right. Then they're going to add a thesis statement to the beginning of the paper. They do not have a separate opening paragraph here, so they're going to just add a thesis statement that introduces the entire paper, such as Christmas decorating is fun for people of all ages, comma, and Christmas decorations have a uh, much meaning to people that was not really the best, but that gives you an idea, a thesis that tells about the whole paper. Then at the end, they're gonna add a thesis reloaded to summarize that paper. They are going to get rid of that redundancy in each paragraph. So if they have decoration, 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 or if they have tree, 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 or they have nativity, 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 or light, 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 that they will use a word that will uh, be a substitute for one of those. They're going to add an interjection, And uh, you can notice underneath the checklist challenge tasks that they have how to punctuate them and um, just some more steps if they need more help with that. I always tell students there's no excuse for not doing something because I tell you exactly what to do right here. And I even give you examples. And here, I even give them the six interjections, even though by the 10th week, my students should, every student in my classes should know all six interjections, all seven coordinated conjunctions. Uh, fifty prep. You know, thirty to fifty prepositions in the first, you know, few months, couple months. But they're going to add a prepositional opener, um, and there are some examples for them, and how to punctuate it. So that is the question and answer. Now, when it comes to a different question and answer, like suppose you want uh, to do something other than Christmas decorations. Suppose you want to do. We have another one. it's about ships, five different kinds of ships where they answer questions. That is Peter Pan. Yeah, that's one of the Peter Pan books. Um, I think we have one for castles too. I think that's a Beauty and the Beast book. Anyway, you can definitely, you know, create this yourself. You just, you know, print off the paragraph. You want a real tight summary if you're only going to have one paragraph about that topic. So, you know, you may be, uh, uh, paragraph maybe you have a book I'm just going to throw this out there like something like an usborn or an eyewitness book about cats and suppose you know each page has a different cat on it and you can get the the opening paragraph to each page has like five details about that cat you could use something like that to create your own Right. And then, of course, create a question sheet that the student wants to answer questions about. All right, you can get these uh, teacher's notebook pages for all 33 episodes. Here are some other creative types of um, projects that are free. And here's the free checklist challenge product. This checklist challenge product, besides the podcast and broadcast that I have, um, it, these also, this one here, how to complete the checklist challenge, is a generic how to complete the checklist challenge that has me teaching it on video. So it is as though I'm teaching it to students. All of these freebies here have videos of me as I'm teaching it to students. So you can take, looking here, you could take, if you have fourth graders, you could do this one, you could do this one, uh, maybe this one, come back and do this one, you'd have eight weeks of somebody teaching for you. <laughs> There you go. Take some time off. All right. And here are the digital products that are related to this. These are various. Yeah, there's the paragraphs for castles right there. Um uh, Peter Pan, question and answer about ships. There's that one. So these are the various uh books. These are all right for a month books that have different kinds of um writing that would be appropriate for um, for second, third, fourth, fifth grade, All right. And then these are tools and tricks. These are how-tos. So I always recommend that if you wanna use Write for a Month extensively, um, that you get one of these tools and tricks books first at your child's level, do the sentence by sentence outline, do the checklist challenges, great detail of how to do those two things, and they'll be set for any other book that you wanna use. All right, and here are some, Um, writing books for second, third, fourth, fifth grade that are one semester. These are all downloadable now. All uh, Character Ink products and Language Arts Lady products are now downloadable. Here you can take a class with us, you can hire a teacher, you can get private tutoring. Uh, We are Uh, a full service teaching company. So there you go. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to bring you these broadcasts every week. Uh, Let me know what you think. And if you would like uh, something specific, I could definitely teach you how I teach that. Thanks.